Resolve to know Christ and Him crucified. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning. Today we're moving on in 1 Corinthians, and we'll be starting in chapter 2 with verses 1 through 5. Today's text finds Paul uh, recalling the beginning of his ministry with the Corinthian believers. Now, you'll remember this letter was written after that church had been established and after Paul had invested a significant amount of time in building uh, the church there. Uh, This is a letter after they are uh, up and running and on the move uh, to correct some problems that had come to his attention after uh, he left Uh, the work to the leaders there. Um, And so Paul is recalling uh, his particular calling uh, to that uh, body of believers and the focus of his ministry while he was among them. Um, I think it's interesting uh, when we look back on seasons of calling and we look back on a period of time when we were serving the Lord and this area or that area in this capacity or that capacity and remembering um, the things that we felt led to do in those settings. Um, I think if you are not in Christian ministry as a vocation, uh, sometimes maybe it's not as easy for you to see your workplace and your vocation as the setting in which you are called to be a minister of the gospel, but it is no less true. In fact, it is more true Uh, for those with uh, callings in the secular workplace. Uh, You're a minister of the gospel every day among people of the world who maybe are not terribly receptive to the message that you have to bring. And um, Paul is uh, remembering his uh, first moments with the Corinthian people uh, as a, a pastor, as an evangelist, Uh, and as the gospel was taking root there. So this is an interesting passage, and I love rereading these words. Uh, It's almost as though he's including a page from his journal, some things that he's reflected on quite a bit uh, prior to sending them this letter. So before we get into the text, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for a new day and a fresh start. And I pray, Lord God, that we would make the most of every opportunity before us today uh, to shine out your light and to declare the praises of the one who called us out of darkness into the light of your love. Lord, we stand today not because of our own strength, but because of yours. And we are redeemed and saved and sanctified and set apart for you because of the effectiveness of your work on our behalf at the cross. And we give you thanks, Lord God. Father, continue to do your work in us, and uh, we pray also that your word would do its work in us as we open ourselves to it today. And we ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, this is 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. And so it was with me, brothers and sisters, when I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. 
my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. Paul says some important things here in verse 1. Uh, he's going back in time and remembering uh, when he first came to them. And uh, when he preached the message of the gospel, when he shared the testimony about God's work and his life and God's work uh, through the cross of Jesus, he says he did not come with eloquence or human wisdom. Uh, he wasn't trying to sound smart. He wasn't trying to put on a fancy presentation. He was just sharing the simple gospel with the people of Corinth. And he says, For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. <clears throat> that speaks to the empowerment uh, through which Paul was doing the ministry that he was called to do there among the people of Corinth. Paul was not um, trusting in his own strength, trusting in his own might. He was not trusting in his own intelligence, his own wisdom, uh, his own power. He was leaning into Jesus. It was his, it was his deep commitment. Uh, he resolved with his uh, full strength and passion that he would know nothing while he was in their midst except Jesus Christ and him crucified. In other words, Paul is saying, I want to identify with Christ as I'm ministering among these people. I want to empty myself of any uh, selfish motives that might be driving what I'm doing. I want to I want to be like Christ. I want to resemble Christ in my actions and my words. Uh, I want to learn about his sacrifice and I want to live out uh, a sacrificial approach to um, ministry among these people. This isn't about me. This is about the gospel. Um, he says in verse 3, I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. Uh, if you have a calling of God to preach the gospel, um, you understand that. Uh, when you're standing before a crowd of people hungry to hear from God's word, and you realize your sins expose you. You realize your brokenness exposes you. And all you have to bring is all they really need. And that's Jesus Christ and the message of the gospel. It's not about what we bring. It's not about standing in our own strength. When, we're, when you're called to preach, you do come in weakness. You do stand before the people of God with fear and trembling. And he says that my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. Paul's weakness on display, Paul's um, <clears throat> lack of eloquent articulation in their midst was a reminder to them that the source of power that he was drawing from was the Spirit of God. It was God's Spirit empowering his words and God's Spirit empowering his ministry in their midst. And anyone who endeavors to be a, a witness for the gospel uh, must embrace the reality that the power that we minister in can only be the Spirit's power in and through us. And that's exactly what Paul says here. He didn't rely on uh, persuasive words or uh, human wisdom. He relied on the Spirit of God. Uh, and he says there was a reason for that. It was so that your faith might not rest on Paul and Paul's teachings, but on God's power revealed <laughs> through the preaching of the word and the power of the spirit. The preaching of the word and the power of the spirit 
um, has the power to move hearts, has the power to change lives, has the power to win souls. Um, the preaching of the word and the power of the spirit is a marvelous, marvelous thing. It's not a human thing. It's not a thing of effort and training and going off to seminary and getting a wall full of degrees. It has to do with the Spirit of God working through a willing vessel, a willing servant. Um, Preaching the gospel in the setting of a large church or preaching the gospel across the table at lunch with a friend at work is no less a uh, a thing where we feel weak in our own human ability and we trust in the Spirit's power. Um, my young son, Samuel, <laughs> is 10 years old. He'll be 11 soon. And he was telling me last night in the car that he witnessed to a friend recently. And he said, you know, Dad, I I really like this kid and I don't want to see him not in heaven someday. So I felt like I needed to share the gospel with him. <laughs> and he said, you know what? He accepted Jesus and he made Jesus his Lord and Savior. And uh, I figure if a 10-year-old can get it, (laughs) we can get it too, my friends. Samuel wasn't resting in his ability to preach the gospel in a fancy way. He just cared about his friend and wanted to see his friend in heaven someday. That moves my heart. And I hope it moves your heart too. It's really not hard, my friends, if we care about the people around us and we care that they know the gospel and we don't, and we know that it's not about how we present it. It's just about presenting it in a simple and clear way that the Spirit of God will empower that and speak through that in wonderful ways. And so entrust your ministry to Jesus today. He has you where you are for a purpose. And there are people there that need to hear the testimony that you have to bring about God's work and about the power of the gospel. And so don't be afraid to share it. All right, my friends, thanks so much for taking time out of your day to study with us. We'll look forward to catching up again tomorrow. God bless.